0: Welcome, and thanks for listening to the Sermon Podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. Today is the final sermon in our series on the core values of First Pres Church. We are on a path, a continuing journey with Jesus.
1: Hello, I'm Chris Pan, the executive director of the church. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today is our last sermon in our Paths sermon series. For the last three months, we've taken a deep dive into the five core values of our church. Those core values spell the acronym PATHS, and today, we'll be wrapping up our series and looking one last time at our five core values. Next week, we'll start a new sermon series called Fresh Wind, where for four weeks, we'll be looking for a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. Today, our sermon title is The Path. You know, all followers of Jesus belong to the Church, spelled with a capital C, the one universal body of believers across space and time we were also called to be part of a local congregation, church spelled with a little c, a community of people following Jesus together. And each of these small c churches are unique in our own way. We're unique because of what we value. Core values form the basis of our identity, our collective culture, how we make decisions. A few years ago, we went through the process of identifying what really makes First Pres unique. What values really define First Pres as a community? First Prez's five core values are presence. More than programs, we're about ushering people into the presence of God. We value humility and authenticity. We know we are a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. Thoughtfulness. Our church is willing to hold hard, sometimes conflicting ideas together, intention to be open to dialogue with science and culture and history and philosophy. And service. We exist for the betterment of others, not for ourselves. Once we had settled on these core values, it was important to find an acronym to help people remember them. And I'm not very good at making acronyms or crosswords or word games like Scrabble. But this one was super easy. It wrote itself. And I said to Pastor Dan, well, it's clear, right? It's obvious. The acronym for our core values, presence, humility, authenticity, thoughtfulness, service, is FATS. You know, like fat, but spelled with a PH. Fat. Like, yo, check out those fat beats. Or, oh, those are some fat sneakers. Fat, dope, sick, but in a good way. And Pastor Dan looked at me in the kindest, most humble way, he said, or our acronym could be paths. I recognize now in my humility that paths might be a slightly better acronym. Okay, it's a lot better. And it's a lot better because besides being a good acronym, the idea of a path or paths is essential to the Christian life. Being a Christian involves following Jesus along a long, meandering upward path. And while undoubtedly being a Christian is also fat. I couldn't find that in my Bible. The idea of paths, on the other hand, are all over the Bible. Here's just two examples of many. In Psalm 16, the psalmist says to God, You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Proverbs 3 gives us this advice. In all your ways acknowledge God, and he will make straight your paths. The life of following Jesus is one of following him on a journey, on a path. Being a Christian isn't a destination, it's a journey of daily taking another step of faith. And we as a church are a community of people helping each other take that next step. Wherever you are in your journey of faith, we're here to help you take your next step. Maybe you're just starting this journey, just starting along the path. Maybe you're new to Jesus and are distrustful of Christians. We're here to help you take your next step in your journey of faith to help you meet and experience a personal God who loves you. Maybe you've been coming to church online or in person before that, and you're finally ready to make a commitment to Jesus. We're here to help you take that step of welcoming fully the presence of God in your life. Maybe you're a new Christian, or have been one for many, many years, and you want to grow in experiencing God's loving presence, be part of a community, grow in spiritual formation, and grow in serving others. Wherever you are, on your journey of faith, we're here to help you take that next step along the path. You know, as we wrap up our paths sermon series, if only there were a way to illustrate this idea of traveling along a path, if only there was a path that we could follow. As God's providence would have it, we are now in control of all 246 acres of our property, which includes miles of paths through some of the most beautiful views in the world. I imagine that most of you have never seen these views, I'm not a golfer so i hadn't until recently we're in the process of listening to god to see what comes next you'll hear more from pastor dan starting next week we know god has a great plan for our church and our property our whole church is taking our next step of faith in fact on saturday november 14th we'll be hosting an all-church prayer walk on the property where you can walk and pray for the future of the property more details to come next week today let's go outside and travel along the paths of our property, and reflect on the journey of following Jesus. As we go through our sermon today, ask yourself these two questions. What is God saying to me? What does he want me to do about it? What is God saying to me? What does he want me to do about it? Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go outside. So here we are. This is what our property looks like. Big green fields. Let's start today with a passage from the Bible that may be familiar to you. So take this time to breathe it in. Let it soak into your soul as I read it. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you are with me Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. I wanted to start with Psalm 23 today to set the scene. God is our shepherd. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. He leads us along the right paths. But that's not what stood out to me from today's passage. What stands out to me today, at this point in 2020, is the line, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. The life of following Jesus will have times of lying in green pastures. It will have times beside still waters. But I love the honest and authentic acknowledgement that the life of following Jesus will also have times walking through the darkest valley. I know that for many of us, 2020 hasn't been being in green pastures or lying beside still waters. It's been a time of walking through the darkest valley. The journey of faith sometimes includes walking through the darkest valley. One of my favorite things recently is this sign that a bookstore put up. It reads, close today due to the gestures broadly at everything. Man, that's 2020 to me right there. Gestures broadly at everything. It's become too tiring to explain or enumerate the global pandemic, the lockdowns, racial injustice, protests, counter-protests, multiple states literally on fire, The, the, the divisiveness of an election that is now just a week away. Gestures broadly at everything. Can I tell you, I understand if you are worn out because I am worn out. A few months ago, I preached about how there would be two types of people who emerged from the pandemic, those who got healthier and those who got less healthy. And I vowed to be someone who got healthier. I started stand up paddling a few times a week. I got more sleep, I ate healthy, I lost weight. I saw a therapist regularly and I took more intentional time for silence and solitude with God. I got healthier. Maybe some of you got healthier too, but can I be authentic with you? I kind of thought it'd be like three months and then we get back to normal. We're seven months in and there's no end in sight. I didn't think I have to keep this up for seven months and counting. The other day I woke up in a panic because I realized that I had forgotten to take the finals from my two classes right before Christmas. So I started furiously checking my emails, trying to find the test info. And I started getting more panicky because I couldn't actually remember the names of the classes I was taking or if I'd ever actually gone to class. At this point I actually woke up. I wasn't checking my email at all. I was lying in bed. It had all just been a terrible dream. I haven't been in class for 15 years. That's the reality of 2020. Seven months into the pandemic, it is not getting easier. The novelty and adrenaline from those first few months have worn off and time just keeps on going. As I've mentioned before, I'm a big fan of the app Pray As You Go. It's a daily meditation of about 12 minutes that includes some music, a Bible reading, and some questions for reflection. If you are looking for a practical tool to help you take that next step on your journey of faith, I highly recommend it. Last week, one of the guided prayers said this. It said, if at times you find yourself with diminished hope, you're not alone. It doesn't mean you've lost the spirit of God. It means you're alive and life involves struggle. Speak to God about the challenges of holding on to hope. If you are having a hard time, you're not alone. You are alive and life involves struggle. That is a biblical truth Even though I walk through the darkest valley, says the psalmist, I encourage you to speak to God sometime today, sometime this week, about the challenges of holding on to hope. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. In addition to the daily meditations, I've been spending a lot of time in the praise You Go app section on mental health awareness. Mental health is something our church takes seriously. That commitment illustrates our values of thoughtfulness and humility and authenticity. The Praise You Go section on mental health includes short guided prayers, seven minutes or so, on topics like anxiety, loneliness, insomnia, grief, depression, aging, and addiction. I want to paraphrase from one of those guided prayers because I found it helpful, and I hope you find it helpful too. There can be pressure from other Christians to not feel depressed or anxious or lonely, as if it must be a sign of lack of faith. We can internalize that judgment so that it becomes a lack of acceptance of my condition and of myself. This can make me feel more depressed or anxious or lonely. But how about I let myself feel what I feel? I sit quietly with it and allow it to be whatever it is just now. Just as I am, I let the God who loves me look at me and be with me. I found those words, that prop, so encouraging. So can I give you permission now to let yourself feel what you feel, that you can feel that emotion and allow it to be whatever it is, without any judgment. God loves you. He is looking at you, he is with you. Psalm 34 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. For the next few minutes, or for the rest of the week, when you breathe out, Can you breathe out something of what you feel, whatever it is? And when you breathe in, can you breathe in something of God's love and his presence? Let's continue on this path, because the Psalm doesn't say, even though I now live permanently in the darkest valley, it doesn't say even though I have forwarded all my calls and all my mail to the darkest valley because I will never emerge or escape from this dark place. It might feel that way, but it's not true. The Psalm says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, yes, life involves struggle and the journey includes dark valleys, but we walk through them with God's guidance and comfort. We don't stay here. Can I share a piece of advice for us all? Look up, look up. As 2020 has continued on, I feel like my view and my focus kept getting smaller and smaller For a while, when I worked from home, I was in a little room staring at my computer screen all day. At one point, my wife, my two kids and I were all on our computers in our little house trying to teach and do distance learning and have meetings all on top of each other. The lockdowns have forced us into smaller and smaller circles. I kept hunching further and further into my phone to look at the daily case counts or the political news. A comedian on Netflix described our lives so well. And he said this even before the pandemic, he said as though we're all in a competition to see how many screens we can get between our face and the wall. Some nights I have my TV on and I'll sit there with the laptop, with my laptop in my lap and I'll check my phone. It's all of my phone and the laptop and the TV and then the wall as though I'm gonna win some prize. In fact, some of you might have that set up right now as you're watching this sermon. You may actually have me beat because you've got your Apple Watch squeezed in there between your face and your phone and the laptop and the computer and the wall. And that's why I want to come out here. I love this spot on our property. As you come around the turn and the path back there, this view opens up before you. It reminds us to look up, look up. Listen to the good news of the gospel from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. This last week of October 2020, let's lift our eyes up. Let's join with the Psalmist from thousands of years ago across space and time, and let's acknowledge in humility and authenticity that we need help and that our help isn't gonna come in the form of a president or a mayor or a Supreme Court justice or new regulations or policies or even in a vaccine. Even though all of those things might be good, our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Can we take this next step in our journey of faith and say with expectation that our help is on the way? I lift my eyes to the mountains i lift up my eyes to the mountain where does my help come from my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth psalm 121 is a psalm of pilgrimage it's a song that was sung as the faithful journeyed along their path on a pilgrimage to the holy city of jerusalem and so it is with us we are on a journey of faith we are on a path and even in difficult times we are called just to take our next faithful step, with our eyes up, raised to the mountains, we journey with the faithful expectation that our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. On his podcast, Pastor Pete Skazero recently read from a journal of a woman named Eddie Hillison. Eddie Hillison was a Dutch woman who was deported from Amsterdam during World War II. She died in the Auschwitz concentration camp two years later at the age of 29. During that time, Eddie kept a journal about her deepening faith in God, even in the worst of situations. She wrote this in her journal from the concentration camp. She's addressing God. She writes, sometimes I stand in the corner of the camp. My feet are planted on your earth. My eyes raised towards your heaven. Tears are running down my face, tears of emotion and gratitude. And I want to be there, right in the thick of what people call horror, and still be able to say, life is beautiful. And now I lie here in a corner, dizzy and feverish and unable to do a thing. But I still see that piece of sky beyond my window. For once you've begun to walk with God, you need only to keep on walking with him. All your life becomes one long stroll. Such a marvelous feeling. Today, let's raise our eyes to the mountains, to our little piece of sky beyond our window, and remember that God's goodness and his presence is with us, even in, especially in the hard times. And once you've begun to walk with God, you need only to keep on walking with him. All your life becomes one long stroll, such a marvelous feeling. Look up. As we think about our journey of faith as a walk with God, here's some very practical advice for these times of stress and anxiety. Put your phone down and go outside for an actual walk. In Matthew six, Jesus tells his disciples not to worry and his examples are instructive. Jesus says, do not worry about your life look at the birds of the air they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin yet i tell you even solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these look at the birds look at the flowers lift your eyes up to the mountains this is ancient biblical wisdom of getting outside into nature to combat stress and worry and anxiety And that wisdom is backed up by numerous modern scientific studies. Earlier this year, researchers at Cornell found that as little as 10 minutes in a natural setting helped college students feel happier and lessen the effects of physical and mental stress. It even reduced their blood pressure and heart rate. Researchers in the UK found spending as little as five minutes in a natural setting, like a park or even gardening in the backyard, improves mood, self-esteem, and motivation. They found that a walk in nature lessened the symptoms of depression. So I encourage you, go for a walk today or this week for just 15 minutes and just observe nature. Look at the birds of the air. Consider the flowers of the field. Lift your eyes up to the mountains or to the ocean. One last stop to go. This is our last stop on our path today. As much as we've talked about paths today, as much as we've talked about the acronym paths these last three months, the one thing I hope you remember is that the path is a person. The path is Jesus. In the Gospel of John, Jesus has a conversation with his disciples, including one named Thomas. I want to read that exchange from the voice translation of the Bible. Jesus says to his disciples, don't get lost in despair, believe in God and keep on believing in me. My father's home is designed to accommodate all of you. If there were not room for everyone, I would have told you that. I'm going to make arrangements for your arrival. I will be there to greet you personally and to welcome you home where we will be together. You know where I am going and how to get there. Thomas says to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the path? Jesus responds, I am the path, the truth and the energy of life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you know the Father. Rest assured, you know him and have seen him. Can we all take hope in these words today? The path is a person. The path is Jesus. The path path isn't you trying harder. It's not you doing better. It's not you forcing your way forward. The path isn't something you need to search for. You might be asking today, what is my next step in my journey of faith? How can I know the path? And Jesus says to you today, just like he said to Thomas, I am the path. Our core values are reflections of the character of Jesus himself. Authenticity, humility, thoughtfulness, service. These are Jesus's characteristics. Being with Jesus is being in the very presence of God himself. Jesus is a wounded healer. He understands firsthand our world of brokenness and need. And so we can pray, Jesus, use me even in my brokenness. Can I leave you today with these words from the book of Job? For I know that my redeemer lives and that in the end, he will stand upon the earth. Amen, amen. Can we take a few moments now to pray? Close your eyes, talk to Jesus now. Breathe out whatever you are feeling. Breathe in God's love and presence. Wherever you are on your journey of faith, we pray now that God reveals himself to you, that he answers whatever prayer you might be offering right now. Jesus, you are the path, you are the truth, and you are the energy of life. We pray together, God, I'm sorry for my unrighteousness. Thank you that you have provided a savior, Jesus Christ, who died and rose again for me. Please be my God and my savior, my redeemer, now and forevermore. If you've just prayed that prayer for the first time, please click the button in the chat panel. We'd love to connect with you. As we continue now with worship with a final song, I encourage you to continue to speak to Jesus. Talk to him, breathe out whatever you're feeling and breathe in God's love and presence.
0: If you'd like to join a connect group live on Zoom right now, all you need to do is click on the button in the chat area This is a great opportunity for you to connect face-to-face with others, discuss today's sermon, check in with one another in small groups, and pray for each other. You're more than welcome to join a digital connect group right now. Now receive this blessing. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceedingly great joy. To the only God our Savior be glory and honor both now and forever. Evermore, And God's people said, Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for worship today. We love you. Have a great week. Aloha. Each of us is on a path, the path that is and is led by Jesus Christ. Breathe in the God who loves you while you travel your own path. If you'd like to hear this sermon again, you can listen to and download this and other sermons from the First Pres website, fpchawaii.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Normally, we meet Sundays at our Ko'olau campus or at The Vine in Kaka'ako. But during this COVID season, you can find the entire church service streamed online on the church websites, fpchawaii.org, or thevinehawaii.org. For our virtual church service, click the online church box at our regular church service times, Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11.11 for First Pres, and Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. for The Vine. Be sure to check your email for links to sermons, church news and updates, and daily devotionals. And if you have any questions or needs, you can reach the church through the website or just call 808 808- For Pastor Dan Chun and the entire staff at First Pres, I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you, stay safe, and thank you for listening. This sermon podcast is copyright 2020 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu.